Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 44 for the 25th of May, 2007. It's couch 44, Ian, hey? It is indeed. Yeah, 44 is an unlucky number, you know, in certain parts of the world. Is it really? Yeah, double death in China. Double death? Yeah, Do they not death. have a 44th floor in China? They certainly do not. Because mm, they certainly don't have a, do not. Is it the 13th floor? No, something else, an 8th floor or something they don't have. Uh, no, it's the 4th. They don't have a 4th floor because it sounds like death, word 4. Oh, so it's kind of a half death mm, and 44 is definitely a double death. Yeah, because say is, might not, excuse my pronunciation, but say is, sounds very much like death. Mm. Isn't it? it also means 4. So double death, say, say, is uh, not a good thing. <laughs> say, say, say. Anyway, uh, so what do we talk about? UK news. Yep. Stuff in Bags of that, as always. The UK is a hotbed of, of news. Indeed. Um, world news. Content delivery, stuff in IPTV, mobile, gaming, and other wild and crazy stuff. More than crazy things. So um, quite a lot of stuff going on in the UK. Um, the B-Sky-B, the satellite operator, has been, I guess, is sort of whooped for joy and been sort of kicked where it hurts this week. <laughs> it's a bit of a kind of up and down uh, week for Sky. I think it's uh, it's celebrating Sky HD's first birthday. I can't believe it's been a year that they've had HD services now. Yeah, I guess it was just before the World Cup, wasn't it? Last year, really they year kicked ago, off. Yeah, the one year of HD. And what have they done? They've celebrated by putting more channels up. Yep. So they've they reckon they've got double the HD shows that they started. They had right. in the last year, and they've right. signed up two hundred and fifty thousand people in ten months. It's not bad. It's not bad effort at all. I mean, I um, guess uh, you know HD is not, uh, you know, it's not really, it's not changed the world, but it's yeah. added another, uh, you know, string to the bow in terms of being able to provide, you know, another reason to purchase to, to move to yeah. Sky. And I must admit, once you do look at SD on an HD display, I mean, I was watching some YouTube stuff mm-hmm. on on my seven twenty p display and it looked hideous mm. so uh, and even watching some of the recent soccer games the champions league and things and doesn't look very good when you've you know when you've witnessed blu-ray and when you've witnessed uh, uh, the hd stuff so they've also dropped the uh, top-up fee for their pvr haven't they the sky plus box yeah um, you used to, so have to pay 10 pounds a month to unless you had the premium package presumably yeah. so now it's just nobody has to pay extra for that so oh, is that uh, to encourage take up of sky plus i it could be, or maybe it's just to make people to reduce churn. I suppose by people not uh, mm. being it, if it knocks ten pounds off your monthly bill, you're going to think, oh, that's okay. Mm. Uh, I, won't, I won't go to the other guys because obviously competition is increasing. We'll talk a bit more about BT Vision coming in maybe later on. Um, Virgin Media's got together, so it's a very competitive market in the UK. Mm. So, and I think that's great because it it makes people do new and exciting things, uh, but it also can, I guess, get the CFO worried and he has to tear his business plan up you know, <laughs> know. almost once a year I suppose because um, uh, how many for, I mean for, for Sky how many Sky Plus boxes have they got is it like a million boxes I think it's a nearly two and a half million two and a half million yeah it's quite a lot it's uh, right. nearly 20% of the, uh, that's, the whole lot I mean isn't, isn't that kind of like 25, 25 million pounds that they just won't have now or some yeah, smaller amount uh, I guess because a lot of those people will be on the premium package yes exactly because but it Gives them sort of a bit of some digital terrestrial stuff, they? but uh, as as avid listeners will know, uh, they actually sort of 
purchased 70 to ITV mm. in the UK. And uh, there's, I think, the Competition Commission has been sort of jumped on top of that one just uh, this week and has said basically they need to investigate it. So I guess that's put on hold any plans for Sky to move into other distribution medium at the moment. That's right, so. including the, the Freeview. Uh, where I mean, there's a few Sky channels on Freeview at the moment, including Sky News. Right. And uh, the plan was that they would uh, pull out Sky News and replace it with a premium lineup on digital. No, Freeview is the is the digital terrestrial. Yeah, and they were uh, going to uh, transmit in MPEG four, I think, as well, to make use of the small uh, bandwidth. But they had to get some uh, some uh, some breaks from the, the licensees to do that. If yeah, you change the terms of service, said. nope, yeah. don't think so. No. Not right now. Anyway, that's enough about the UK. Mm. Very exciting. We're lucky uh, both. Indeed. Um, so in the world, Motorola, what's all that about? Well, I think uh, <clears throat> Motorola are definitely trying to take over the world, at least in terms of the TV world. Uh-huh. And it's a news article where we see that uh, Motorola's made five IPTV-related acquisitions in the last 18 months. Most recently, they've bought uh, an MPEG-4 uh, codec startup called Modulus. Right. Outright. In the Victor Kayan moment, they liked it so much they bought the company. Exactly. In the last mm. 14 months, they've bought Broadbus, Createl, Toot Systems, and Netopia. Oh, so there's, that's a mixture of VOD, uh, set top box, I think, and Createl. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're trying to put the whole the, the jigsaw together, I suppose. Mm. And that's one of the, the exciting things about the IPTV landscape is that it's. Um, it's there for grabbing, really. I mean, there's it Microsoft is. and everybody else. It is, it's and the, it doesn't matter if you're a big company or a small company at the moment. Mm. You can make a... Noise. You can make a <laughs> bit of a noise there. Yep. Yeah. Um, also, on the world issue, um, the issue of climate change is you know, top of most people's agenda mm. at the moment, or certainly on the agenda for most people. So the focus inevitably has come down to set-top boxes and, and TVs, mm-hmm. um, and the International Energy Agency is... Uh, putting together some proposals and they're bringing together, you know, we've all seen this kind of energy star thing on monitors for years, yes. which is kind of a US initiative. Um, they're getting involved as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I guess part of mandates for people to use less power, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's getting into that domain as well. And they're looking at quite radical drops in power down to sort of one watt in standby and things like that, which I think is uh, mm. generally a good thing. But obviously when people designed a lot of these systems, they didn't even think about power as a constraint no, uh, so you know today's set of boxes expect to be plugged in so they can get uh, their updates on their epg guides and um their permissions and entitlements and things like mm. that not to mention all this you know push vod and stuff coming up exactly the mpeg standards mm. themselves uh or the dvb standards to be more precise uh actually specify the fact that you know for encryption reasons and for si or system information uh, reasons the box is expected to be powered up and receiving from the satellite all the time. And of course, as soon as you're receiving mm. from the satellite, you're powering the LNB, yeah. uh, which is the, mm. the dish on I mean, the roof. The joke is, I think, that you know, when you switch the box off, the only thing that changes is the uh, the colour of the LED on the front. Yeah, it goes from green to red. So, yeah, yeah. so uh, it's uh, it's definitely a challenge that, um, you know, when, when this was all invented about 10 years ago, it certainly mm-hmm. wasn't the case that uh, they were expecting the box to be not doing very much yeah. Most of the time. No, it's, it's, a, it's a bit concerned. I certainly sort of switch my box off and stuff um, at home. Um, Which I think is, uh, it, it, it makes you think that these, the whole idea of having a media center PC that runs your television uh, watching is not really going to work because you know, the average 
PC has a power supply that supplies, you know, two or three hundred watts. Exactly. Um, well, I mean, it'll work, but it just obviously melts the planet. Exactly. I guess that's so the, if everyone uh, had those running, it would be not good mm, at all. Very, very problematic. Um, content. What's kind of been happening in the world of content at the moment? Um, I've I've been watching a bit of YouTube on my Apple TV, but that's about it, I suppose. Um, you've got something about HDMI, and HDMI, for those who don't know, is what high-definition multimedia interface? That's it. And I guess uh, I was interested in, in seeing something about HDMI, uh, mostly because when I was working at a broadcaster in Australia, one of our challenges for the call center uh, was right. the fact that getting your television connected up to your set-the box and um, diagnosing problems over yeah. the phone for the call center... Nightmare. Uh, is, is quite a challenge. Um, yeah, have you got a VCR in there? And I mean, I guess we've all seen this with our friends and relatives. They've got a problem when if you come around and you're kind of vaguely in the business, it's like, oh, can you fix <laughs> this? And inevitably it's a loose plug or something. Exactly. But, uh, Listen, they have to be plugged into different, thing, different things. Mm, and mm. what's TV1 versus AV? Nightmare. Um, is, is a bit of a nightmare. And the idea, of, when we were actually looking at this, I was thinking, Gee, you know what? I wish there was just one cable that went from... Uh, the the top box to the television and you couldn't get it wrong and it and in France um, the SCART connector yeah and that's helped for sure I think certainly helped um, because that carries mm. audio as well as as well as RGB. you wouldn't want to look behind my home media center Whew. <laughs> so what they call the snake's honeymoon back there. <laughs> the <I mean>. snake's <laughs> yeah. um, and I guess HDMI is the next version of that so it's a, a digital connection instead of an analog one like, yeah. um, like the and I Scar- believe it's also extensions there for bi-directional as well it's pure digital isn't it so it's basically just yeah, that's bits true. coming down there yeah so it's it's bi-directional it's encrypted so that uh, you mm-hmm. can't do anything with there. HDCP isn't it mm-hmm. content protection yeah. copy protection issue, isn't it mm-hmm. um, audio goes down there in PCM format I think bitstream yep they're pretty, PCM or pretty, bitstream. pretty much the equivalent of mm-hmm. uh, SPDIF format over HDMI Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's uh, nice. And I think you can send remote control commands over it as well, but I haven't seen anyone doing that yet. But it's kind of an extension to the standard. Um, yeah. They recently came out with the one point three version as well, which I think is in the PlayStation Three, which is right. allows support up to ten eighty p. Because I think some of the earlier ones didn't quite have the the bandwidth to get in. Essentially, it's a serial cable, isn't it? Yeah, really? it is. A, it's a big fat serial cable that op- operates mm. at the, up to ten gigabits a second, which is not bad at all. Pretty fast for a, I guess for a plain old bit of wire. I mean, I've got a ten meter one actually in my my house, and it seems to work. Does I was slightly work worried about ten meters is a fair way for it. It does actually it seems yeah. to work fine. But um, so the challenge yeah. now is that once it's I mean the nice thing about analog is it's very easy to switch between one analog connection and another, like yeah. a little switch box or mm-hmm. you know an amp or anything like that. But having a digital connection, it's uh, it's a little more tricky to be able to. Yeah, I mean, this is that. the thing I have, because most TVs only have one or maybe two HDMI yeah. inputs. And, I mean, you think, oh, how many how many HDMI things have you got in, for instance? Well, I have none. <laughs> none? Well, I see. You are HDMI poor. I am. Uh, but I have now got... got uh, we, as soon as oh, you've got a, a PlayStation 3 and maybe a PlayStation 3. I have PlayStation 3, my Apple TV, and my new BT Vision box, which I'll talk about in a minute, Ooh. is also, I'm planning on hooking that up by HDMI as well. So you, you need three inputs I'm, into your television. How many have you got you, on your television? Uh, well, I've only got one, but I've, I've got an AV amplifier thing which does switching, but that actually only has two HDMI inputs. Mm. So they're both busy right now. Um, now there's the challenge. And also the problem there is you get issues about switching your audio as well because I need right. to save the audio out separately because I then want to split that up into 5.1 to put it in a surround sound decoder because most uh, right, of course. TVs don't have five speakers, do they? So. Mm. You can't, okay. the HDMI in doesn't really help you. 
mm. the audio. And that's interesting because, I mean, part of the problem there is actually synchronizing the audio with the video. Exactly. And keeping yeah. all those bit rates the same and the clock synchronized and keeping... You know, voice yeah. sync, lip sync on the mm. television is... Uh, there are lip sync adjustments you can get, actually, anyway. Uh, I think there's some screens on my AVM where you can do lip sync adjustment on the, right. the HDMI. Also, I've noticed on my um, my Apple TV, actually, you can actually change the HDMI contrast low and high. Really? Which I found was a bit... I didn't realise there was any adjustment at all, because typically yeah. you just plug it in, yeah, and that's it. But there's a low and high contrast adjustment, hmm. um, which does change it a little bit. Um, so IPTV, I guess, um, what are we, uh, we were going to talk a little bit there about BT and the, the PlayStation portal when they've, they've released this week in uh, globally, I suppose, this little add-on camera for the PSP, mm. which also has a microphone in it. What does that mean? What's it, what's it going to be able to do? Well, uh, I think this is one of the early speculations for the PSP is, you know, does it have a microphone? Can you, it's got an infrared port on it, which has never been activated. Oh, really? um, I didn't know that. <clears throat> it's what well, it certainly looks like an infrared portal. Uh, okay. uh, not that I've picked mine up for a while, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. but they're doing a. Or Sony Entertainment Europe have announced a deal with BT British Telecom, the UK incumbent mm-hmm. uh, major telco. I guess the AT and T equivalent, but over here in the UK, uh, to do a Wi-Fi voice over IP kind of application. I suppose yeah, right. quite how that's going to work. Um, Hopefully, I'll be able to tell you if, if you know, being a BT customer and having a PSP, although mine is a Jap import, so I'm not sure mm. it'll, uh, it'll actually get the appropriate software in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the new version of software will support the camera, which allows you to take little videos. Um, and yeah. I think it's only 1.2 megapixel. It's not mm-hmm. particularly high. Mm. Um, but I guess they're trying to get the Sony players into the user-generated content kind of world, yes. I suppose, and see what kind of happens there. But, uh, oh, that's very cool. So will you be able to make phone calls from your PSP? Allegedly, yes. Mm-hmm. Or voice over IP phone calls. That, quite how it's going to work, I'm not sure, but we'll find out. Um, the other exciting thing, obviously, is my BT Vision box, which is the IPTV service being launched by British Telecom here in the UK. They've just started since we, uh, in fact, I think the day we day we kicked off last week they were just pushing the BT Vision I mean, service of big posters and things around yeah. um, London my top tip is just say you're going to move to another provider and they install it for free <laughs> um, an 80 gig hard drive M4 HD compatible then mm. you know and it, does, it costs me nothing um, mm. can't really argue with that can you how can I argue with that so, so hopefully that's actually a free view like a digital terrestrial box yeah, as well exactly isn't it? a free digital terrestrial box with full PVR functionality allegedly wow, that's full, pretty cool. full guide um Right. We'll see. The guy's coming tomorrow at like 10.30 in the morning or something to install. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully he's not going to say, hey, I need more HDMI connectors. Hopefully I have a truck full. He'll be in trouble. Um, but yeah, so a full report on that obviously next week. That's pretty exciting. Okay, I well, hope it goes well. Mm, that will be fun. How's your Apple TV been going? Have you been doing anything? Oh, that's, I guess that? that's kind of IPTV as well, isn't it? Yeah, um, definitely. Well, I have managed to... Um, let's say, run other applications on it. I don't know if I can say the word hack. To, <laughs> uh-huh. so what which you, was what quite, an involved, quite an involved process because um, I didn't without... Uh, there are different ways of doing it, essentially. You, you can either open the, crack the case open, take the hard disk out, and then mess around with it as a peripheral drive right. using USB 2 or something. Or what I managed to do was get a um, like a test boot image, which you plug into the USB 2 port on the back of the box, right. which essentially enabled me to um, run uh, a secure shell SSH mm-hmm. on the box, so mm-hmm. I can then uh, effectively, I guess, tell that in from another from my my regular Mac, and then I can start copying things across and move things into different directories and and take some control of it. And I've installed this thing called um, 
it's an awkward TV loader or an Apple TV loader, which enables you to then just using the menu and the Apple remote to install other things. So, all right, cool. Um, so what do you install? Can, what can you do with it now? Uh, there was a, a game a bit like Bejeweled I installed, which I couldn't quite oh, get to working, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite sure. The, watching YouTube. Oh, you um, say you got some YouTube on there. That's cool. Yeah, YouTube. It's uh-huh. called a, uh, a bundle of tubes or something. Um, <laughs> and I, I should, hopefully, I'm aiming to get Juiced running on it uh, over the weekend. So, which. Excellent. Now, that'll be cool because that, I mean, that, yeah. that uh, you got the box, you got the content, you should be away. Yeah, but it's not, I mean, it's. Once you, I mean, this one hack was actually quite difficult to do. Right. I would say it took quite a while. I mean, I mean, it was I say difficult. It was uh, finding the right resources and putting them together the right way. And right, I'm, I'm not a great as a as a sort of died in the wall Mac user. Using a terminal isn't my best uh, <laughs> best thing. But uh, there we go. I managed to. If I could do it, anyone can do it. So uh, okay. So with a bit of technical knowledge, you can. Yeah, I just hope that you know when Apple doesn't release the version 1.1, which they did make that commitment to a while back, that it doesn't. Uh, Turn my Apple TV into an elegant brick. But, uh, <laughs> it is a nice looking brick, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess, and it's also a bit worrying having a device where there's no way of hooking anything up to it. You can only work remotely on it. Mm. There's no, you know, you can't put a mouse, you can't put a keyboard on. All oh, right. So, you so gotta, I mean, that's, that's what I'm thinking about Juice is how do I enter in my uh, username and uh, yeah, I don't to know. log in? Uh, but I shall find out. Excellent. Well, that'll be interesting mm. to see how you do that. Yeah. Um, mobile news, a little kind of, uh, I guess the BT thing on a PSP is kind of mobile, isn't it? It is kind of mobile, yeah, absolutely. Kind of mobile. Uh, um, but the other mobile story, I mean, it's mobile TV stories are fairly few and far between this week, but... Uh, which is surprising, because it's been top of the list, hasn't it? It has, it's been fairly busy, but uh, Motorola are taking a break from conquering the world and have decided instead to uh, conquer Everest. Yep, they sponsored some guy to go up there and make a call, is that right? Yep, so apparently... China Telecom in Rongbuk, if I've got the pronunciation correct, which is about 12 miles from the mountain peak of Whacked Up a Tower. Mm. So uh, some uh, a bridge climber, Rod Baber, was the first man to use a cell phone for, make, for making a call and a text on Mount Everest. So in the past, everyone's been, you know, had to uh, carry up their clunky satellite phones. Yeah. Uh, but now yeah. that they've popped these tower up here and with the, uh, uh, with the Motorola Moto Z8 mobile, uh, he was able to... Then text and make a call from Mount Everest. There we go. So nowhere is safe. Nowhere is safe now. Mobile I coverage is... The, uh, <laughs> they the only way is to go underwater. They'll be the first one making underwater text <laughs> servicing. Or something. That'll be the, be so uh, good on them for expanding the coverage to 29,035 yeah. feet. Brilliant. And uh, iPhone Fury is still sort of dribbling along. Um, Apple's share price is rampantly going north at the moment. And T slash singular or nothing in the in the US, so... Yeah, for the they're going to re- take the opportunity to band all the shops, aren't they? To oh, back right. to AT&T from uh, sales push. Over again. Yeah, because I guess they'll get quite a lot of press coverage as well. Um, so, games. Games mm-hmm. and gaming. What's going on here? A couple of PlayStation 3 stories, I suppose. Yeah, now there's um, a PlayStation 3 update that's gone out. Have you seen any I of have the update. Mm-hmm. Um, Does it do anything interesting? It, I think, for me, right now, the number one thing is upsampling playing uh, DVDs up to 1080p. I don't know what the quality is like. I haven't had a chance to look at it. The, the update took quite a long time to come down, I guess because the servers must have been fairly busy. Yes. Uh, and quite a large, off my head, enables uh, Interby on the same subnet. You can come in through a, uh, anywhere on the internet to control your PS3. Cool. I guess that's the same feature as location-free, but essentially mm. but built PS3. into the PS3. Um, what else does it have on it? Um 
So it's got um, DLNA support, is that yeah, right? Yeah, DLNA support, but I don't seem to have anything that's kicking out DLNA stuff. Because my, with my Mac network, it's all Apple and iTunes and iPhoto and stuff, so mm. that's all. Actually, I don't know if my Wii does DLNA. But, uh, I'd be very surprised, um, but... Um, but DLNA is the... Uh, network Alliance, I believe it is. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I guess that puts it on a par with the Xbox 360 as yeah, far as media, media extending. So... Mm. Uh, it's a chunky um, download, and it's supposed to also enable some video-on-demand service as well, I believe. Oh, okay. um, And there was this announcement in Sony was linking up with Korea Tele- well, two Korean telcos, and Korea Telecom, which is like equivalent, but it's called KT in mm-hmm. Korea, and Hanaro, who I believe between the two of them have like a 50-50 share of the broadband market in right. uh, Korea. Mm-hmm. And I think they're also simultaneously launching a PlayStation 3 with a higher, with a bigger disc as well. It's like 80 gig. Right. As well. And they're looking at uh, offering um, video on demand services, which are already there anyway. So Mm. I guess it's probably more writing a client for the PlayStation 3. Right. So if you've got a PlayStation Um, 3, well, that's the nice thing for an operator is that if if you can use their existing game console, then you don't have to spend the money on buying a set-top box for the customer. Yeah, which is, I guess, Sony have, or sorry, Microsoft have demonstrated the same thing with the 360, haven't they? Yes. Um, I mean, you can get um, you can get content on your uh, Xbox 360 now, wherever you are, so across the internet. Um, but I guess this is this is an example of a specific operator in a specific country doing VOD onto game consoles. So very interesting to see. Pay ten thousand one every month, which I think it's only it's less than ten dollars a month. Right. When they continue a subscription. Okay. Um, but, and then they, if you actually subscribe to broadband, you get 20% off as well. So it's, I mean, I guess it's very competitive. I mean, Korea is known as one of the most broadbandy places on earth. Mm. So very interesting. Exciting. I mean, I'm, I guess hopefully I'll be able to watch a bit of VOD this weekend on my ET Vision. Indeed. We'll see, because we have a long holiday weekend here in the UK. Yep, so, so you'll be. So it's always raining on these long weekends <laughs> in the UK. So, <laughs> it's, so um, we play of time for um, gaming and, and, and gaming and watching bald DVDs. The way we, you know, so, I never really um, got the whole um, plug an SD section and it upsamples it itself. So it does, but it's. I mean, I know if I look at my projector, mm-hmm. um, you quality picture comes through when it's native, right. essentially. Yeah. So uh, a PAL mm-hmm. high typically. And my extra hundred lines either side. So if you look at it native through, you just get like a postage stamp in the middle of the screen. Oh, okay. So um, it doesn't. It doesn't actually upsample it for you. No, it does. It just stretches it. So it's it's not a very clever uh, extrapolation, I suppose. So hopefully okay. the PS3 will uh, do a fine. You know, use some of those monster cell processors in it <laughs> to uh, to do a very nice upsample. Right. Um, whether it will, I don't know. Again, I haven't had a chance to look. But if the modes will only upsample to 1080i, then mm-hmm. clearly my my display device or 1080p then needs to sort of downsample from 1080p down to 720p. Right. Uh, but I guess that's probably quite a an easy hardware pipeline, I suppose, to mm. do that. Now the PlayStation Three should be able to do it standing on its head, well, while exactly. you're doing folding exactly. at, home at the same time. I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> well, probably. Yeah. I don't uh, don't leave that one on there. I think folding at home would chew lots of what's up. But then, you know, do I chew Watson cure cancer? What a choice. I know, it's tough. Or do I get rid of video quality? Hmm. (laughs) Wanted to ponder. Yeah, I don't think that works. Um, How about you, Ian? Have you got any gadgets recently? No, I've been been in a gadget-free zone of late. 
Well, I'm one gadget I am actually getting a new, uh, another another car actually in the next couple of weeks' time, which has got this wacky automatic parking thing. So that's going to be automatic spooky. Parking. Yeah, there's this kind of. It's got a camera. Uh-huh. That you obviously a rear view camera. So you find a spot, mm-hmm. and then you just kind of apparently use a cursor or something to move a green box over the parking spot. And really? then you kind of then you kind of hit go and uh, take your hands off the wheel, and it and does your it. car then plows itself into something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then, you, then you blame the car owner and say, "Hey, I'm not. It wasn't that me. Sounds fantastic. Who was driving the car? Not me. You know, I don't. I, I'm just intrigued to see how that actually works and see if they've got lots of safeguards in place. Like, you know, if, if no one is sitting in the seat, it will stop and things like this. That's very cool. Um, so, uh, what sort of car is that? That's one of these uh, hybrid Toyota Prius things. So, cool. uh, we'll we'll see what happens with that one. Very um, neat. Yeah, going hybrid must be good. Absolutely. Who knows? But not as good as you, Ian. You don't even have a car, do you? You just um, you borrow one. Zero emissions, exactly. <laughs> you use smart card car access, which is quite funky. Very cool. So, yeah. Anyway, um, I guess that about wraps it up for today's little podcast, episode 44. If you have feedback, and we do really appreciate those uh, people who do get in contact or meet us and say, hey, you know, really loved that article. You got me thinking about this. Uh, where do we send the feedback, Ian? Feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. Brilliant. So I guess that's goodbye from me, James. And goodbye from Ian. Cheers.